Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, let's get going here. It is the uh, Montana Football Hour. It is presented by Lithia Ford. By the way, happy post-Thanksgiving, man. I haven't seen you for like five days now, so it's nice to see you. You look great. You wore a dark color, which I assume means you were well-fed over the last four days that we've had uh, out there. I certainly didn't miss a meal. In fact, I, didn't, I, I only had one meal. It just lasted for the four days, and it was very enjoyable. Weird Thanksgiving. First time I haven't been working on Thanksgiving. I thought I was looking forward to that. It was good. Not nearly as good as I expected, which I think says everything you need to know about me. Uh, the inability to relax? Um, there's a point to it, I guess. <laughs> I was just so bored. Thank God the Iron Bowl was good, because otherwise mm. I would have been bored to tears. I cannot tell you how, how great bo- was the Iron Bowl. I cannot Bowl. tell you how boring I think like middle-of-the-road Pac-12 football is. No. It's crazy, man. Like the Apple Cup snoozer, Arizona, Arizona State, man. Loved it. What did you think about? What did you, what did you think about Ohio State, Michigan? Did you watch that at all? Well, I mean, Ohio State's going to beat down everybody. I mean, it was, I, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was amazing to watch Michigan just not like. There's probably no scenario in which they win the football game, but to just over and over. I mean, to go false st- or offsides on a punt. You know, and not get the ball back, and two plays later, it's in the end zone. To, I mean, just over and over, these failings and mistakes that are just, just of course you're going to lose a football game. Can't kick the feet, can't kick the extra point after the first touchdown. That's when the game ended. Missed the extra point when you're up seven nothing on the opening drive of the game to be up seven nothing. Now you're only up six nothing. Now it's seven six, and now we can all just go home. Done deal. I thought Will Kane had a great line on his show today. He said, there is no freak out like a college football freak out. <laughs> and, so. I mean, I get that Jim Harbaugh's never beaten Ohio State. But who are you going to hire? Who are you going to hire? 
That's better than Harbaugh. I don't know. What if your state of existence is just that you're never going to beat Ohio State because they straight up have better players than you and they have such a huge gap in how much better they are as a program than you? Michigan has not been actually, truly, nationally elite or relevant in 20 years. And Ohio State has been elite and relevant for all 20 of those years. The gap is huge. Yes, that's fine. But all I'm so, saying... There's no freak out like a college football freak out. Unless it's a David if you Graff freak out. So let's talk about the FCS. <laughs> um... I, I watched a good amount of the FCS playoffs on Saturday, yep. uh, and I would say my number one impression was that it was an affirmation of what I hoped and believed to be true, and that is that the Big State Conference is the best league in the country this year, and Montana and Montana State are are certainly two of the six and probably even a little bit better than that. I think two of the best four or five best teams in the country, and I think that the other two teams that are, I mean, I think North Dakota State, James Madison, Sac State are the only three teams I could say definitively that I've watched that are more uh, intimidating than Montana and Montana State, and so I think that the fifth and sixth seeds where they're at in the playoffs is really good. I also think that given what I saw, uh, the teams that played yesterday, I thought that they got really, really good draws. I think that the Albany team that's coming to Bozeman and the Southeastern Louisiana team that's coming to Missoula are both pretty good. Uh, I don't think they would have made the playoffs if they were in the Big Sky Conference. You may be right about that. The other thing, though, too, I would I would put South Dakota State in there, though, still. Uh, I know that they're down a quarterback, and that's significant. But, I mean, they, they're playing Northern Iowa in, this, in the second round of the playoffs after Northern Iowa won pretty handily with San Diego. They beat down the Panthers without their quarterback two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. And that was as good a team as I've seen, particularly on the game day game where they played with all hands on deck against North Dakota State. So I I, I would put them in there as well. And I'm not, I mean, obviously the one game that you and I got to watch Weber State live was an absolute just avalanche where they looked not good. They were beaten physically. They lost a bunch of players in the game. And you go, okay, well, what in the world happened here? To say that they're not on the same level, maybe, maybe not, but I, I think that Weber State is still uh, certainly a team to be reckoned with in this postseason. They are, but they're not scary, and I don't think that they're better than any of the three teams from the Big Sky Conference. Okay. Well, they are uh, one of the teams. Oh, I know. I just think that they are they beat Sack handily, and you could say, oh, it's because Kevin Thompson went out, but they are up by two touchdowns in that game when that injury occurred. Still, though, I still think that Weber State has the most glaring weaknesses. I mean, make no mistake, This Weber State is in this position because of the vision and talent of their head coach. Mm-hmm. They only have four seniors that start. Like this was supposed to be a rebuilding year for their offensive line and their secondary. And they just happen to have three all-league defensive ends who are all awesome players. They have one of the best running backs in the country in Josh Davis. But that said, they are trying to reload and cultivate some talent at some of the other spots. So I, I just don't think that they're quite on par. I mean, I... I don't know. We're going to find out because they got themselves a tough draw in Kennesaw State. And this yeah. is going to be a proving game for Kennesaw State because I talked down on Kennesaw and said they were overrated all year long. And they looked really good on defense and offensively against Wofford. So, I don't know. I, I want to get into this topic with you after we get, hear a little bit of the sound from these two coaches because I do think that on one hand, there's a distinct advantage to having a bye. You get a week off. You get to, you get, to get healthy. 
But if you're a team like Montana, the rare team that's coming off a loss into a bye, or you're a rare team like Montana State that's coming off of the pinnacle win of your season going into a bye, and you have to play a team that's not ranked that much lower than you in the first round, like, that, that has already has a, a game. We've seen this in the Big State Basketball Tournament for, for three years in a row now. The 10 seed or, or somebody that has, you know, like the before they reseeded the tournament, the 4-5 game bet the mortgage on the 5 seed because the 5 seed got to whip the 12 seed the yeah. day before. Yeah. And then the 4 seed, those two teams were probably only Very a game close. apart in the conference right. standings. And one team got to play a game and the other one didn't. But we saw Idaho State get beat by 40 in that situation. So I just wonder if there's a similar dynamic in this FCS right. playoff draw. Uh, I I don't know. I, I think it is a little bit different in the FCS playoffs because the bye is so much. It's not the next day. It's not like basketball where you you know you got the feel of the gym and now you go out and you run it back again on a Tuesday and then on a Wednesday. And also, uh, it's not a neutral site deal. You know, it's a home game for those teams with the bye. So I think that's significant. The health that you deal with in football also usually uh, a disanalogy from basketball. Obviously, there's plenty of injuries that happen in basketball as well. But the 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 idea of two weeks to get healthy is significant. And Bobby Houck spent actually a lot of time talking about that very thing at the press conference today. Uh, let's hear from both coaches. We'll start with Bobby Houck and just his opening statement today discussing the fact that they're playing Southeastern Louisiana. Talked a little bit about that team, Southeastern Louisiana, by the way, in a crazy game. Maybe the game in terms of entertainment value of the first round of the FCS playoffs. A 45-44 winner over Villanova. Villanova looked what what seemed to be, or at least in the moment, the game-winning touchdown with about a minute left, 60 seconds left to go in the game. An egregious offensive pass interference call. I mean, just just a phantom call erases what was a spectacular one-handed catch uh, by the Villanova receiver. Ultimately, uh, Sela gets the stop and has a one-point victory. By the way, they were up one because Villanova missed an extra point. Okay, so they're not. This is not all in the referees. You got to kick the doggone football through the uprights after you score a touchdown. But in any case, an unbelievable game. Big scoring. Uh, Huge offensive day for both teams. Uh, I think four, f- over 400 yards throwing, though, uh, for the uh, all-conference quarterback, uh, uh, chasing Virgil, uh, Virgil, excuse me, for uh, for the Lions. So he had a great day, and it was an ent- entertaining game. But here you go. Here's Bobby Howe talking about Southeast Louisiana, Southeastern Louisiana, and uh, and their game this week in Missoula. Uh, certainly, it's exciting to have playoff football back in in Missoula. Um, you know, it's a big second-round game against Southeast Louisiana. Um, where I think our fans need to rise up this weekend, and playoff football is always fun. So we need a we need a great Saturday in the stadium. Um, Southeast Louisiana is uh, obviously a really good football team. Um, they had a great win against Villanova last weekend. It was fun to watch. It was a it was an exciting game, and. Uh, a lot of good plays on both sides of the ball. I think that Coach Cellphone and staff do a really nice job of, of uh, coaching their team. They uh, they they seem to be a team that um, coaches and plans to attack what you do well uh, and take advantage of you rather than being a, hey, we, we do what we do type outfit, which I think is, uh, I mean, you have to know what you're doing to be able to do it that way. And, and that seems to be their, their system. Um, they're good up front on both sides of the ball, as well as being extremely skilled um, in all the, the skill position players. So uh, it'll be a, a real test for us. They've got 
20 transfer players on their two deep, which is interesting. They've done a good job of blending that group uh, with their team, including 12 FBS players. So um, a lot of good-looking athletes on their, on their film. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. No doubt about that, and that includes Coulter, their quarterback, who was a starter at Fresno State, transferred yeah, started, started 14 games in his career at Fresno State. Uh, transferred to southeastern Louisiana, but in watching this game, uh, th- I, I think that what, what Coach Houck said there is uh, pretty undeniable. They got some athletes. I mean, they, they want to throw the football a lot. Uh, they're, they're fast, but there's definitely, I mean, this looks like a really good football team. I frankly thought Villanova was going to win that football game uh, coming into it, but after watching uh, this team play the way their coach, what Coach Sela, you know, is, in, or Cephalo, excuse me, in his uh, history in the game, uh, and particularly with quarterbacks, what did you say, Nick Foles and uh, and Blake Bortles, two yeah. of his uh, prodigies from when he was also at Tulane, he was when they had that nice mm-hmm. run of quarterbacks. Uh, J.P. Lossman, Sean King, Tom Savage, all those guys. I mean, Tulane is not a quarterback factory, but they actually right. were kind of, I mean, yeah. they, they, they were when he was there. So yeah, he, no he knows how to coach quarterbacks. Th- that's been sort of the story of, of Southeastern Louisiana. They, they are uh, relatively new to the scene in terms of their competitiveness out of the Southland. That league was dominated for so long by Sam Houston State and Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin had some coaching changes as well as gotten some trouble, and that really limited um, They j- just their momentum or I guess took away all their standing as a program because they've not been hardly any good at all. I mean, they lost to Southern Utah this year. Right. So they've really taken a fall. But um, Coach Alk mentioned the transfers. That's one thing that schools like Jacksonville State, Southeastern Louisiana, Sam Houston State, Stephen F. Austin, because of their location, because of the conference they play in, because of previous familiarity with recruiters, and because of just sort of their academic being academically middle of the road, they can take a lot more transfers. It's also, I mean, let's just be honest, it's way easier to convince a kid from the South to stay in the South than it is to convince him to come to Montana sure. or Colorado or something like that. So they get a bunch of guys that are washed out of not just SEC schools, but also, you know, AAC schools or, I mean, MAC, whatever. That whole region, they get a lot of drop-downs as well. But it's a school that's pretty young in terms of being competitive on the FCS level, but this is their third playoff appearance since 2013. I mean, don't look now, but Montana's only got that many as well. This will be Montana's fourth playoff appearance in that amount of time. So uh, in that realm, 
sort of even playing field. Sela's only ever won uh, two playoff games in their program's history. Montana's their 24th playoff appearance overall, though. And Bobby Houck, you know, he, he definitely had a big smile when asked about the playoffs being back in, in Missoula because this is definitely where Montana wanted to be. He's talked about maybe being ahead of the game a little bit. But make no mistake, this is where the Grizz should be. And here's a a tease for you. We're putting together an all-decade team for Montana and Montana State that will release sometime in the next month here at SkylineSportsMT.com. But just go. We've had this long-standing debate: what happened to Grizz football? Was it the the scandal, or was it the the several coaching changes, or was it a pure lack of talent? And I'll tell you this: Montana has had some of their greatest players in program history at positions like wide receiver and linebacker and defensive line over the last 10 years. They also had a gigantic drop-off on the offensive line and the specialists. That was the part that was crazy. I was trying to pick a kicker from the last 10 years that deserves all-decade recognition. And, I mean, there's been, don't get me wrong, some okay solid guys, but not guys that are like, man, that guy's a historic player. Right. Not Dan Carpenter. So right. uh, it, it's just it, it's interesting to see where Montana's at. But make no mistake, this Montana team has t- the talent to be one of the best in the country, period, straight out, flat out, right now. So this will be an interesting matchup on Saturday. But I guess what I meant to say when we were talking off the top about just the, the teams that I watched, not necessarily to debate who's better out of the Big Sky teams, but was just to say that I think that our, our theory and our talking point about North Dakota State, then James Madison, then this clump of Big Sky and Missouri Valley and maybe one or two CAA teams, and then everybody else, it was just absolutely affirmed to me. Because I thought I agree. I thought the Villanova and Southeastern Louisiana looked pretty good. I thought Albany looked pretty good. But they just looked pretty good. Like, they don't look that any better than Eastern Washington or Portland State to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? What did you think? You yeah. watched some of the, the teams. No, I mean, I, I, I thought, look, I thought some of the athleticism was there uh, for for those teams. I thought, you know, clearly if you're looking at the Albany, or excuse me, if you're looking at the Villanova, Southeastern Louisiana game, you go, well, who's who's playing defense around here? Right. You know, and so that that's obviously glaring. Uh, but also it's a it's a style of play thing where, you know, those those things matched up well. Uh Albany, by the way, a 42-14 demolition of uh Central Connecticut, and they uh it was seven seven at halftime. Then they scored twenty-eight points unanswered in the third quarter did Albany. And so the Great Danes uh, heading for Bozeman on Saturday with a very convincing victory uh over uh over Central Connecticut State. It's two tail Nuanas, one oh two nine ESPN radio. And we got some sound here from Jeff Choate. Uh talking about the bye week and then also last year's playoff experience getting into this one. So here you go. Here's Jeff Choate just regarding uh having the week off. Yeah, I thought our guys really, you know, we came in on Saturday and our guys our guys had good energy. This morning they had good energy. And so, you know, now it's all about preparation. You know, it's now it's all about digging in on the opponent, making sure that, you know, we can go play fast. I think there's a tendency sometimes to, you know, you're in the playoffs and it's, you know, it's the second season and you need to reinvent yourself. And I think that's a, something you've got to guard against. You know, you don't want to all of a sudden put too much in for an opponent and not be able to go operate at a, at a high level. And so uh, really right now this is about us. You know, finding out how we can best attack this team and and uh, and do it in a way that's not going to require too much thinking for our guys, so we can go play fast. And that is a key, right? I mean, any coach will tell you, any player will tell you too. I mean, it's it's sometimes it's not about skill or ability or whatever. It's about just having it be that innate reaction. Go play fast. Let's put a game plan together. Run downhill and go see what we can do. And Montana State, make no no mistake, they're going to be. 
the physically superior team to Albany when Albany goes to Bozeman on Saturday. So if you can unleash that, a.k.a. simplify the game plan and just go play football, then you got to feel confident if you're Jeff Choate in your guy's ability to, to win the one-on-one battles in general. And, and when you get to the end of conference play and you are two of the schools that will always have target on their backs no matter who no matter what their standing in the season is, Montana, Montana State's always going to get the best shot from a lot of teams in the league. That's always been the case, especially with the Metro schools like Sac State and Portland State. But when you get to the playoffs, actually, because you're fresh, because you're playing, I mean, Montana State has only ever played one CAA team ever. That was New Hampshire in the 2011 playoffs. So they have no crossover whatsoever with teams from that league. They've played some Northeastern teams recently, like Bryant and Wagner, but they're right. not on the on par with Albany. But Montana State, what Jeff Choate says, it resonates even more with me because not not only do you not have to reinvent yourself, in fact, doing exactly what you do is your biggest advantage. Doing it and doing it well, but also, I mean, you have the element of surprise because this team has never five days to prepare for you. Yeah. They haven't been watching when when a team knows that you're coming up on their schedule and they're say they're playing a, a different team that's already played you, they start making notes on you and stuff in league play. So by the time the eighth or ninth weeks of the season roll around, you have tendencies that everybody in the league knows about. These teams aren't in the league. So now I think both Montana and Montana State have such unique styles. That's why I think that the way that the bracket was seeded is actually too bad. Because I think that if Montana and Montana State could play foreign opponents for as long as possible, that would be their biggest advantage is how unusual the styles of, of football that they play are. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if 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 all the seeds hold, you're going to have two Big Sky Conference teams playing against each other in the quarterfinal right. round. Uh, Jeff Choate also was asked about just last year's playoff experience. Obviously, the Bobcats uh, got a playoff win at home uh, and, then, and then went on the road and, well found out how big the gap was between uh, them and NDSU, which, by the way, it pretty much is for everybody in NDSU. But here you go, uh, Jeff Choate, just talking about that playoff experience and how that might play into this year. I think every year that you get an opportunity to do this, you you learn something. And so, um, you know, I made some mistakes last year, and I think it was not so much in terms of how we prepared for the second-round game. It was the fact that we kind of, you know, we eked in, so to speak. You know, we had to win out down the stretch, and we got a first-round win, and then it was like, oh, and I forgot, hey, we got finals, we got all this other stuff. And so our kids were kind of distracted, I think. And so having a better plan going into this as far as, hey, last week was about three things. It was about family, it was about school, and then it was about taking care of your body. You know, sharpening the saw, worrying about our fundamentals, not an opponent. And this week we got to focus on school. we got finals next week. And so that can obviously be something that can distract young men. Uh, the weather is a factor to a certain degree this time of year, but the, the ability to just compartmentalize, I think, is something that I learned from that experience a year ago. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, for, for him to talk about, hey, you know, like, we're in there, we're in full football mode, and all of a sudden now we got finals in the second week of the playoffs, which, by the way, isn't, isn't only a Montana State football issue. Any team that's playing at this time has got to have the same kind of deal going on that way. But if you are considering, especially with a buy, hey, we can we can create the space now to really attend to the things that have to be attended to and then lock in to the football side of things. And if you're still playing after finals are over, let's go. You got nothing. 
You got nothing going on, man. It's straight football 24-7. How great would that be for the teams, you know, that do make it through into that second weekend or second weekend after the bye? I was talking to some people at Montana State about this, and I, I don't think this is uncommon at a lot of schools, but particularly engineering schools where so much of it's hands-on and it's based on projects. I even asked one of the players this last week. They said, actually, especially when you're older, when you're junior and senior, it's way harder the week before finals because you have to wrap up all your projects and stuff, and then you just got to turn right, it in. Right. So this will probably actually be the hardest week. Next week when they actually have finals, hmm. a lot of their guys are probably going to be, that's not going to be as stressful, but I mean, there's varying academic standards at schools, especially in the FCS. Make no mistake, Montana State's a h- above average hard school. It's harder than a lot of schools in the league and the country. So it is a real factor, but uh, I think that just even having just experience dealing with it will be advantageous for the Cats. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll continue with the Montana Football Hour, talking about these two schools in light of the Cat Grizz football game and where they are at now, uh, nine days removed from that game, the highs and the lows of it, trying to get back to even for both schools and how they're able to do that and uh, and what the coaches have to say about it as well. So all that coming up as we continue in the Montana Football Hour, presented by Lithia Ford. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel, Colton Juanas. Here's some sports news for you. Two teams from thousands of miles away will make the cross-country trip to Montana this weekend for the FCS playoffs to take on the Montana Grizzlies and Montana State Bobcats, who are both fresh off a bye. Southeastern Louisiana will travel 2,235 miles from Haven, Louisiana to Missoula, Montana to take on the number 6 Grizz. Sela rallied from a 17-point deficit to squeak out a 45-44 win over number 8 Villanova in the first round of the FCS playoffs. The Lions scored 17 straight points in the third quarter to tie the game at 31, then took the lead for good with two and a half minutes to go in the game and earned the second playoff win in program history. In the schools, It was the school's third ever playoff appearance or the first team All-Southland Conference quarter back Chase Virgil. He threw for 445 yards and three touchdowns as the Lions move to 8-4 this season. Montana, they're 9-3, entering a FCS record 24th playoff appearance. University of Albany will also travel more than 2,200 miles from New York State Capital City to Bozeman, Montana to play the number 5 Montana State Bobcats. The Great Danes of the Colonial Athletic Association turned a 7-7 halftime tie into a 42-14 drubbing of number 17 Central Connecticut State on Saturday. ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
Welcome back to Tell Nuanas. It's the Montana Football Hour. Smack in the middle of it. Great to be with all of you. ESPN Radio in Western Montana and across the state on SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Go there this Saturday. It's their seventh annual snow day. Get a free lunch if you're there and save a ton of money getting everybody on your Christmas list checked off. That's at Curse Polaris Saturday. Uh, it is the Montana Football Hour. It is presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. And Coulter, we talked, uh, well, about a lot of things in the first segment. We want to talk about something specific here in the second one. And that is this. We sort of, I don't know if we speculated, but we discussed, we had an open conversation, particularly on Monday and Tuesday of last week, about what the what the game meant, what the Cat Grizz game meant. Good for Montana State, bad for Montana, and all of the fallout of that. I want to now focus that into this week because these teams now have to have arrived at a point where they have moved on from this by and large, both for, for both schools. Because they both now not only know that they're playing on Saturday, but they have an opponent. I mean, since Saturday night, these coaches, these players have known, okay, we have somebody in the site. It's kind of odd to be on a bye and not know who it is that's coming up. You know, you, you sit there, you, okay, it's one of these two teams, but you can't really dial in, you know, and now they can. And I think the week, the bye uh, was really important for both teams. Clearly that was uh, something that was talked about. We heard Jeff Choate talk about it in the first segment, but uh, also just from a, a mental, emotional standpoint, if I can say it like that, how do you reset? from being on uh, the mountain summit if you're the Bobcats, and how do you dig yourself out of the doldrums if you're the Grizzlies? And make no mistake, I mean, they were, that that was a, that was more than just a loss. I mean, that was an absolute catastrophe for the Montana Grizzlies in a lot of different ways, and yet here they are, the sixth seed, and awaiting southeastern Louisiana on Saturday. So this is a question uh, that was posed to Bobby Howe. We'll hear what he says and respond to that. What was your approach last week to get your team mentally prepared for this week with the two weeks off and to uh, you know, overcome the disappointment of the rivalry game? Oh, we just went back to work. I mean, that's what you do. Win or lose, you go back to work and get ready. So uh, it was, I think it was, with our health being as bad as it was and is, I think that the ability to not play on Saturday was great for us. So uh, it would have been hard to limp out there last Saturday. So... You know, a little bit of practice, some lifting, a couple of days off, probably really good for us. He, that, by the way, he touched on this a couple of times, just how crucial from a health standpoint for this team this, you know, bye week was. And, and you can talk about whether it's Sammy Akem, who, whether he's going to be available or not, we don't know. Uh, seems less likely rather than more, but certainly Dalton Sneed and uh, plenty of others could use the time. My question to you is this, Colter. I'm not asking you what you think Bobby Houck did or should do. I'm asking you for you. If you are the head coach of a team that just got, you know, beat down in the rivalry game that you have, and you are in a playoff situation like this, what do you do? I mean, do you, you address it? Do you try and... Do you try and maintain some sense of levity? Do you try and bring the hammer down and go, this is never going to happen again. Let's go take it out on the next person. Do you just take kind of a sober and and sort of serious view of it? Is there a right way to go about it when it comes to not, not what you say, but the tone of what you say? Well, I've heard for 
two one of the most fascinating parts. This is the first time that there's, we've had a really lopsided result in the Cat-Grizz game that then has resulted in both teams still making the playoffs and getting buys. Right. So, therefore, then, it ruminated around the state. I mean, it's the only thing that anybody's talking about for two weeks. And I thought that in itself was an interesting social phenomenon. And it's amazing how much emotions behind this game, you know, so many of the people we talk to are passionate about one side of the rivalry or the other. And it's hard for them to remove the emotion of what they think. But I think that what one thing that people's got to understand is that it can be two ways. Montana State whipped Montana. But it's also not the end of the world for Montana. I think that the, what you, the way you handle it is the way that they've handled this entire season, and that is the art of crafting a great season and trying to concentrate on what's in front of you. I think you don't really talk about it in any form or fashion. I think you just concentrate on... I think you tell your players, hey guys, the only three times we've lost is when we haven't played our best football, and when we have played our best football, we've destroyed people, including the number three team in the country two weeks ago. So let's just play our best football. I think that's how you approach it if you're any team in this tournament. I think that's the most successful way to approach it. Play your best football, and if you get to a point in the tournament where your best football is not good enough... So be it. Now, let's go to the other side of this then, Coulter. Stu Till Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. You, again, I don't want you to to tell me what you think Jeff Choate said. I want to hear what you would say to Montana State when you are coming off of a a gigantic win, both in terms of the score and in terms of just the scope of what the win means. And also, your season's not over. You are trying to take the next step and have in a lot of ways into being a, a, a seeded playoff team now this year, but also have to continue to, uh, you know, as Mitch brought said, not think you're pretty good. You got to believe that you can get better and that you ha- still have to go out and earn it every day and all that stuff. But it would be easy after that game to go Albany, let's go, let's go whoop them. And then all of a sudden, not be ready for an opponent that comes in. So what what how do you how do you get your team hungry again? Well, I don't think it's necessarily a matter of them being hungry as much as I think that you just have to say, All right, boys, we have played like our backs have been shoved against the wall every game in November for three years in a row. Only two of those games have actually been in the postseason. And one of them was in Fargo. I, mean, I don't think you have to go to this much detail, but I think you just have to say, what's more of a backs against the wall? I mean, this has been become Jeff Choke gets into his he he, he gets the 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 talking points and the sayings that he loves. For a couple weeks there, it was you're not the man you were yesterday. It's the man you are today, and the man you're going to be tomorrow. He said it a million times over the last couple weeks. But the one thing that they've been harping on forever for three years, don't back a bobcat into the corner. There's no more corner. It doesn't matter if you're the highly favored five seed playing at home against a team from 2,500 miles away. If you lose, it's over. There's right. no more. There's no other corner, and it would be humiliating for them to lose on their home field after the way that they surged down the stretch. So I think that you just, I, I mean, the rallying cry for the Cat Grizz game of, Hey, you guys are the survivors. You guys are the ones that made it. That, I mean, the fifth-year seniors that are the cornerstones of this team are the guys that signed with Rob Ash and play for Jeff Choate. And I think you just you say, boys, this is your last chance. Leave a legacy. And the thing is, it's such a different historical perspective because Montana is 
scratching and clawing to get back to where they once were. And that's such an arduous task to try to catch up to yourself. Like the shadow of the of what the monster, the Grizz, were mm-hmm. is omnipresent. If the Cats win this game and the next game, it's the best run in 35 years of Montana State. Leave a legacy. That's what you right. tell your players. You say, hey, right. you guys, you boys have already went from oh, October to forget to a November to remember. What are you going to do for me in December and, and let it ride? Yeah. And I think that just because of the guys that they do have, the leadership they do have, I actually think that those, especially those fifth-year senior Montana guys that play for the Cats, they're just going to leave it all out on the field. They're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear uh, more from both these head coaches and uh, and and continue to assess where these two teams are at. As again, Montana hosting Southeastern Louisiana and Montana State hosting Albany. Both those games, by the way, kicking off at 1 o'clock Mountain Standard Time Saturday afternoon. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. This is Montana Football Hour. It is presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula and Coulter. Let's talk about... uh, uh, these uh, these two teams that are coming here to Montana, where they're coming from. Albany is coming from Albany, New York. Southeastern Louisiana is coming from, is it Hammond? Hammond, Louisiana. Uh, both of them right in the neighborhood of 2,300 miles away. That's not air miles, that's driving. But look, it's well outside the 400-mile range of busing. Okay, let's say that. <laughs> okay, uh, Albany is under more snow than about anybody in America right now. Uh, Plus, yeah. In the so, city region and Southeast Louisiana—they're coming from seventy-five and nice. Uh, Jeff Choate was asked about having a foreign opponent, aka not a Big Sky opponent, what it's like to just play a team you haven't seen before. Here's what he had to say: If I had the ability to, I would. I mean, I just don't. I'm not connected. You know, I know this is going to sound crazy. I've never been to the state of New York. Most of the guys that play for Albany have probably never been to the state of Montana. So there's not a lot of crossover, you know. And I think if it was a team from the southeast, I could reach out to some of my connections down there. Team from the Midwest, team from the West, and um, but you know, there's certainly not a lot of familiarity. But I do think stylistically, there's some similarity. And so I think that, um, you know, you are who you are on film after, you know, 13 games is what we've got to look at on them. And so it's, uh, you know, it's going to come down to nothing that somebody tells you about their style or any of those types of things is probably going to have a huge impact on our preparation. Do you think, Coulter, that it's a disadvantage for teams in the Big Sky Conference and the Missouri Valley as well who get relatively so much more and quote better coverage television wise than these other schools do 
th- where you could go check out a root sports, you know. You game. could, but you're not. Well, I mean, Albany. Of course, you could. The difference in resources is so stark that Greg Catuso, who we'll hear from later on this week, was talking about how their coaches were shoveling the field before practice. Jeff Choke calls a facilities guy and a team of people going plow Bobcat Stadium every single day that they're going to practice when there's snow. So that shows you just the difference in resources and things like that. But, I mean, what does that have to do with watching film and its availability? Nobody, no coach is watching a television broadcast, period. Point blank, period, never. They're only watching the 22 look from the bird's, up, from the bird's nest. Get behind it, get to the side of it, and yeah, see I what mean, the formations are. So are that's in their it. Own routine. I mean, I'm not asking them to listen to the commentary. I'm just saying in I'm terms saying of the clarity they, of what's going on. They are not. At, and, and no point has anybody from Albany ever heard of Root Sports, let alone... These guys are so stuck in their own world, man. You got to think about how crazy football coaches are. <laughs> they're, like they're only—they're not watching Root Sports Northwest. They're not—I mean, they are—they're—they're they're uploading from their database of film, and that's what they're watching. Okay. Period. Um, I think that there is an advantage when it comes to like reporting. Like, if we were to say right now definitively the injury status of Grizz and Bobcat players on this radio show or in print on Skyline Sports, that's an advantage because there is no injury report really from you know Albany. Although they do have, uh, there's a newspaper there. and I mean, they, they get covered. I mean, they have a beat writer. I would think there'd be a newspaper yeah, I mean, in, in Albany. It's the capital of state. But, but I mean, there's a newspaper in Sacramento and they all, don't write all about All I'm saying is that there's, there's so little coverage in general, whether it's vi- right. visual, whether it's print, whether it's whatever. And then there's a lot more, relatively speaking, at the FCS. And you don't run into this at the FBS level. Well, you, you do in some of the mid-majors. But at the, I, I the thinking, Power Five conferences, there's, there is multiple beat writers for every school in, in all 65 or whatever it is. Yeah, I was thinking period. about this actual dynamic. It's actually funny because even with, with like if and when, say Montana and Montana State were both to make the quarterfinal or the semifinals, mm-hmm. and say you had North Coast State versus Montana State and James Madison versus Montana, I think those are the four most reputable FCS programs in the country. And it would still be sort of mysterious. Like the Cats have played yeah. North Coast State recently, and there's some staff crossover and things like that. So that would be a little bit of a familiar opponent. But the Grizz, it would be just almost just as blind yeah. as Southeastern Louisiana. Whereas, like you're saying, on the FBS level, people in the SEC have opinions on people in the Pac-12, even if they haven't played them. Because all you have to do, like that sort of stuff, I do think they probably watch college football tonight. You know, they do watch, right. like, just give me the updates of what happened in the top 25. It's just totally different than seeking out a relatively hard-to-find... I don't as, know. As it just seems practice. like watching something in HD as opposed to grainy, handheld, whatever. I understand. I understand. The He's sending the off... They great, all have yeah. their own three games, whatever, they send to each other, and they share the thing. I understand that. Uh, by the way, you asked uh, what I thought was like a sort of a... I don't know. I didn't know what the answer was going to be about this by Bobby Houck, but he actually spent some time on this. I thought it was interesting and got back once again to the importance of the buy. So here is Coulter uh, asking uh, Bobby Houck about playoff expansion. Used to be 16 teams. Now it's 24 at the FCS level. Do you have any opinion on the expansion of the playoff field to 24 teams? Because for so long it was 16 teams. Um, Well, I think that this, if I were to retroactively go back to former life here I think it would have been real beneficial to us you know this this last Saturday off was good for us um, I think it would have helped us before certainly I also think that uh, 
in terms of if we never get to the national championship game, having it played with three-week break would have behooved our performance to be a little bit better. Um, you know, in the old days, we had to play on Saturday, work all night, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, and get on a plane Tuesday morning and fly back there. It wasn't great for game preparation. So, I mean, I, if we can get good enough, um, I think this is great for us. If we can, it doesn't matter. So that's that's pretty interesting, like the, the value of having the bye week. And again, I do think it's different from, you know, the basketball side of things where the momentum that you come in with is is more than offset, it seems to me, by the reality of of health first and foremost first and foremost of just getting ready and also not everybody in fact almost nobody right has a game like the montana state bobcats and the montana grizzlies have as the last game of their season win lose or draw it's an emotional investment with ramifications that you just can't go to sleep and wake up and move on from and it doesn't matter what the result of that game. It doesn't matter how it goes. Every single coach and every single player that participates in it has to deal with what happened, good or bad for them, in a way that is uh, as productive as it can be moving into what is now the playoffs and having a space of time and not to mention Thanksgiving and you go home and you get all you know all that stuff. It really matters, man. Like, what's the best way to finish writing a paper? Leave it. Go away, come back, and get to the end of it. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's kind of there for you. That bye week is huge, and obviously, if you don't have that bye week, I think it's uh, it does make it hard. Some of the coming back from injury stuff is a little bit overblown because if you have a bad, I mean, if you're truly injured, the timeline is what the timeline is. Like, I, I do not expect Sammy Kim to play on Saturday. Now, that said... Don Sneed, who has been playing, a week off is huge for him just from a rehab standpoint, rest and rehabilitation, all that sort of stuff. So, guys like Isaiah Infante for Montana State, I mean, Infante has been banged up all year, but more time off just equals more juice. So, that part does. I want to ask you this. I think that one of the best ways to flush the rivalry game result is to watch other games and just realize, wow, everybody's playing. And like to see a team like Southeast Missouri State, who won a couple playoff games last year, give up 300 yards rushing to Illinois State and look completely unprepared and see their great seniors like Zach Hall, the reigning Bucks Buchanan Award winner, disappointed. I mean, I think that reaffirms to you, like, hey, this is go time and we're, we are the fortunate team that doesn't have to play this week. What do you think? I think there's a lot to that. I, I mean, when I say, you know, get around family, like, I mean, if you love football, like, what's the best thing about Thanksgiving? You know, you get the meal, you get to sit around with the people that you like, and you get to watch some games, man, you know? And and I think there is a great uh, benefit to that for all these kids in, in, in that respect from a mental one. And... It it would have been it would have been very very difficult for either team. It is difficult for either team to go in. Look, Montana State coming off a win, playing uh, incarnate word last year, won the football game. They didn't play their best game. They didn't play their best game against incarnate word. They played a good game and got the thing done. Um, and incarnate they were, word, they were also staring the giant in the face. Yeah, like they they knew they were banged up coming out of Montana, yeah. and they didn't play certain guys. They didn't play Derek Marks. They didn't play Bryce Sturk. Right, because they knew North Dakota State was upcoming. It was a risk for sure to be certain. 
But anyway, my point is, is like to have the bye, to move NDSU on down the schedule a couple of weeks out and uh, and, and get rolling is good. And I think uh, this this is going to be very positive for both teams as long as you use it right and you don't let, you don't dwell on the past, which is hard not to do, win or lose, coming out of the Cacris football game. It is... The Montana Football Hour is presented by Lithia Ford, and it comes to a close. We'll have another one for you. Well, how about next Monday? Of course, we're going to be talking about these games all week long, so fear not. But uh, we, uh, we're we happy to uh, bring this to you once again. On the other side of the break, our buddy Mike Kramer, former Montana State head coach, among other things, going to talk to us about the really surprising news coming down today that Chris Peterson has resigned as the head coach of the Washington Huskies. He is going to take on an administrative leadership role, at least for now. There's already mystery or rumors brewing, but what is not a mystery is his successor, Jimmy Lake, who played uh, played for Mike Kramer and then also coached under Mike Kramer at Eastern Washington is where he started yep. his coaching, coaching Mike career. Kramer at uh, Montana State as well, so he's got deep big sky ties as a Spokane Native, played at EWU, started his coaching career at EWU. DB's coach at Montana State to head coach at Washington in less than 15 years. That's pretty impressive. That's, uh, that's the express lane for sure. So we will talk with Coach Kramer about uh, the soon-to-be new head man at the University of Washington, Jimmy Lake. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.